Well, thanks to everyone who was able to join us this evening. Um, my name is Emily Hill, and I am Ira's Director of Customer Experience. I'm thrilled to be with you this evening and also to get started with a new series of monthly touchpoint calls with our Explorer community in Australia and New Zealand and all over the Oceania region. So I know that many of you have probably heard my voice before, either on some of our other things that we've done as IRA or maybe even on the IRA phone. But for some of you, I might be new. So my role at IRA is specifically to oversee our agent community as well as our customer care team. So almost all touch points that you have with Ira, I have the pleasure to have a hand in that as well. But enough about me. Um, I'd like to pivot right now to my distinguished co-host, Graham. And if Graham, if you'd love to introduce yourself as well. Sure. Thanks, Emily. And um, uh, thanks for uh, getting all this together. So my name is Graham Innes. Um, Many of you may know me, perhaps more from Australia than from New Zealand, uh, although some in New Zealand may. But um, I, until five years ago, used to be Australia's Disability Discrimination Commissioner, uh, and I'm now a company director. Um, and I've been involved uh, in uh, blindness organisations, primarily Blind Citizens Australia, for um, most of my life. Um, uh, so um, <clears throat> I... I'm a committed IRA user, and um, I reached out to uh, IRA a couple of months ago and said, hey, we should get a call going in uh, Australia and New Zealand, because I think it, uh, it would be one of the ways uh, that would actually be really a valuable thing for IRA explorers. And, uh, and so um, uh, the, the people at IRA said, okay, let's make it happen. And so here we are. Um, so um, that's, that's, that's me, really. Um, Emily, did you want me to talk about um, uh, the, uh, the some of the ways that I use Ira? Is that is that where we go next? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I would. I'm just going to assume here that most everybody on the call tonight already knows about Ira and who we are, what we do, what we care about. But if you find yourself not in that category, please throw a quick message into the chat, and happy to give a really quick overview of what Ira is mm. and how people use it. But Graham, I, we'd love to hear a little bit about how you have found some great ways to use Ira in your life. Okay, well, uh, Ira can be just used for so many things. So the problem I had uh, with this part of the agenda was Emily said, uh, "Give me three stories of you know how you've used Ira in your life and what have been some of the challenges." And my trouble was uh, whittling it down to three. Um, so I've tried to think of things that. Um, represent different sorts of experiences. Um, I'm a fairly confident guide dog user, so on familiar uh, routes, I don't, um, I don't use Ira uh, that much. Um, but if I'm going somewhere that I haven't been before, um, I do use Ira in that circumstance. And that's been a really valuable uh, tool for me because um, I can then concentrate on, you know, where I'm going and let the Ira agent um, do the work on the GPS as well as um, looking at street numbers, um, finding the right um, door for me, etc., um, and then getting up to offices where I might um, have a meeting. And I find particularly in big, noisy environments like uh, our main railway station in Sydney is uh, is central, 
um, in in Brisbane, it's uh, it's Roma Street, perhaps, or or um, in Melbourne, it's Flinders Street or Spencer Street, um, and in the various other cities. Um, and I find those environments, when they're big and open and and also very noisy, pretty hard work. So I will use Ira in those environments, um, as well as in uh, airports. And uh, until the um, pandemic, I used to travel. I probably averaged flying once a week somewhere around um, Australia just because of my work. And uh, and so I used uh, the free Sydney Ira, um, Airport Ira Access all the time. Um, and that was really valuable. Um, the second example is is very different to that um, story. Um, and it's uh, it happened just last night. So my wife and I are planning to go and visit uh, her family for Christmas in Western Australia. And in order to get into Western Australia at the moment, you have to have a um, G2G pass, a good-to-go pass, and um, you have to apply for an account online for that pass, and then you have to um, download the app and you get your pass delivered to you on the app. And uh, my wife set hers up last night, but it was getting um, late last night and uh, she'd been through the process and uh, didn't want to do it again for me but she said you won't be able to do it because um, it's got captures on the site and um, there's various other barriers and things are hard to find and it's not a very accessible site so I'll do it for you in a couple of days and I said no no, no that's uh, you're here because I love you and we're married you're not here to um, to, to do that so um, I called an IRA agent and um, and uh, her name has now slipped out of my mind, but it doesn't matter. Um, and she uh, went to the site, um, oh, first took a picture of my um, photo ID, uh, then went to the site, uh, went through all the processes, including the captures, which um, she complained about too, but uh, she was at least able to get through them, um, which I wouldn't have been able to do. Um, uploaded the photos, um, answered, asked me all the questions, and, and she put in the answers. Um, and then once she had finished um, initiating my account, um, they sent me a confirming email and I um, I uh, dealt with that. And then I downloaded the app and I now have the pass on my app. And uh, Maureen, my wife, didn't um, have to uh, spoil her Sunday night um, television watching. So that was a, a great result for me. Um, and the third story uh, is just a quick one, uh, but it really dem demonstrates the value of identification. Um, on um, on some evenings during the week and definitely on evenings during the weekend, I like to um, open a bottle of wine and have a glass or two. And I now regularly just make a quick call to Ira to um, check what I've got in the cellar and, um, and which one I want to uh, open. And, uh, you know, it rarely takes me more than five minutes, so that's a free call. But I can now um, go into our... Um, lounge room or family room with uh, Maureen and with friends and uh, tell them what the wine is and a little bit about it. And it's just a small thing, but it's a really um, important quality of life enhancer for me. And you can do that with Ira with so many things, groceries, um, stuff in the freezer, um, you know, meals that you might want to uh, work out which one it is that you're heating up or um, or food packets, etc. So um, those are the three use cases that I think I use most often, but I'm sure there's lots of other ways that I've used um, Ira as well. So there you go, Emily. Graham, those stories are great. Thank you for sharing. Um, I'd love to kind of 
let's circle around to what you were talking about with navigation using Ira and also a guide dog, because that is something that I hear questions about pretty often from our Explorer community of, I've already got my harness in one hand, sometimes the leash in the other. How in the world do I use Ira alongside both of my hands already being full? So just hoping maybe you can share a little bit about some tactics that have worked for you. And then before you jump into that, I'll share one that I've seen as an agent pretty often is actually most of the time a person is zooming along down the road, not in need of any additional IRA assistance, whatever that kind of looks like. And they may get to an intersection where it's difficult to hear the traffic or perhaps the dog took a wrong turn thinking, of course, you were going to your favorite coffee shop when you were actually heading straight to the train station. So in that case, a person may stop, call up Ira. One of the beautiful things about it is we don't have to have been on the journey with you. You can just call us from wherever it is that you're at and say, hey, where am I? And we can kind of fill in some of those blanks. So with that in mind, what are some other ways that you found to kind of juggle all of those items? Um, I've done that, Emily, for sure. So they've been, um, you know, I've been going along and I've got distracted or there's been building works on the footpath and I've had to get around or go a different way and I've got a bit lost and uh, Ira's Ira's got me out of trouble. Um, But I I use a lanyard. I know some people use a a chest mount, um, which is like um, things that strap on or or a shoulder mount and put their phone and in that, I found that a lanyard works pretty well. And um, I carry a backpack these days, so I have got my other hand free. And if the phone's bouncing around too much, which it can when you're walking, I'm, I'm quite a quick walker, um, then you can steady it. But but you've always got uh, able to let it go, knowing that it'll just fall, um, you know, sit on the, on the lanyard. Um, and uh, if you need to do something with your other hand, like open a door or press a lift button or or, or whatever. Um, so that's the way I get around that. And I just got one from um, Amazon, which is a, uh, they call it a spider lanyard, I think. So it's, it's, it's a, a piece of um, stretchy rubber, the size of the, of the um, cell phone that I use. And you just pull it out and catch it over the four corners of the phone. And it's like a spider web going over the back of the phone, but it doesn't cover the camera. Um, and then uh, it's attached to a lanyard which just hangs around my neck. So that's that's my uh, method of uh, of doing that. Yeah, that's great. I'll add one more. Um, and I've I've seen a lot of gentlemen do this because gentlemen's clothing is much better made <laughs> than female clothing is. But often I'll see a person put Ira in their shirt pocket as well. And yeah. so as long as the camera is pointed out away from your chest, then your agent should be able to see just great. So those are great ways, Graham, that you've used Ira in your life. I'll just add a couple others. Um, Focus a little bit, I think, on maybe some of the fun ones. So because Ira is such a personalized service and it is something that can be leveraged to do all kinds of things, your Ira agents are never taken by surprise when you give us a call. So whether you are calling in to help find the vomit from the cat who ate something that they shouldn't have and got a little bit sick this evening, to playing Animal Crossing. Was that such a big thing in Australia like it was in America for this quarantine time? It was with my daughter, yeah. Oh, goodness. Everybody's on Animal Crossing. (laughs) So uh, whether it's looking at the uh, screen of the Nintendo Switch to find all of those little places where you have to dig in Animal Crossing, to even describing YouTube videos. We were describing a video earlier today for someone who had called in to watch some 
guide dog puppies. Some of the guide dog schools have live puppy cams. And so she had extra minutes and access to Ira that day and just wanted to take a look at the cute little roly-poly pups running around the playroom. So that is always really fun. But anything you can dream up, whether it be something simple like matching clothes, colors, cleaning out your fridge, maybe organizing all of your cans if you're like me and have amassed quite a number of them here during quarantine season. Uh, whatever it is, whatever it is that you need, Ira is always just a button away. So with that, I'll move into talking a little bit about some of the ways to access Ira in Australia. For those of you in the know, did you like that little pun right there? So we have two different types of ways that a person can call Ira. And essentially it comes down to who is catching the bill. So all of our plans are month to month. We have a free plan as well that anybody can use, download for free, get started right away. But for those individuals who maybe have found some new interesting ways that they like to use Ira in their life, or maybe they're super busy and know already that they just want to dive right in, you can go ahead and sign up for a monthly plan. And that plan comes attached with a certain number of minutes per month at a certain cost. So I pulled up our plan prices here for Australia. And I'll start with the most expensive and then go down to the baseline. So for our advanced plan, it is $280 per month. And with that, you get 300 minutes of access to IRA as well as all of our free offers. And I'll get into those in a second. Our mid-tier plan is called the standard plan. And that is $140 per month for 120 minutes. And then our lowest plan is called intro. And that is $40 per month for 30 minutes. And of course, in all of those cases, Graham mentioned that sometimes his calls last for less than five minutes, in which case it's a free call. So with purchase into a monthly plan, you do also receive one free call up to five minutes in length every four hours every day. And we have a whole bunch of other different access offers. Access simply means anything that gets you able to connect to an IRA agent for free. So that whole umbrella we call IRA Access. But it just simply means that it is free to you and the end user. And we have a whole bunch of different corporate sponsors who partner with us to provide free access to IRA and IRA's agents for our mutual customers. So for example, it could be our partner, uh, Vespero who sponsors any kind of troubleshooting needs with some of their with all of their products um, but the main large ones that we generally as IRA agents assist our explorers with are jaws magic and zoom text or it could be one of our newest expansions of an IRA access offer for target into use of their online stores so we could assist with online shopping all for free to the end person so there's a couple that are very specific to Australia as well. Graham, you already mentioned the Sydney Airport. Do you want to talk a little bit about the Sydney Trains offer? Sure. So um, Sydney Airport's been in place for quite a while now, a couple of years maybe, uh, and that was the first free access, IRA access site. Um, and there was a competition about, oh, I'd say six or eight weeks ago now um, to celebrate the anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act and IRA were offering to make um, access free to a particular uh, type of 
uh, or no, to, to, to various venues until Christmas time. And so Susan Thompson, who some of you may know, and I decided to put in a proposal for um, Sydney Transport. And so now all transport in Sydney um, is free uh, to uh, IRA explorers until Christmas. And um, I'm really hoping that as many IRA explorers as possible uh, use that and then uh, get in contact with the Minister for, uh, Minister for Transport uh, to, um, to tell him how valuable that is because um, we are now lobbying the uh, Transport Department in New South Wales to, um, to make that uh, available permanently. And, of course, once we get it in one transport system like that, then we can start lobbying to have it in a whole lot more. And I think um, in New Zealand the competition was won by is it Auckland University, Emily? I think it it's sure certainly is, one yeah. of the universities. Yeah. So it's now a free IRA access site and um, uh, and the same thing applies. But it's really important um, for those uh, using that in Auckland to go to the, the university and tell them how valuable it is because that way hopefully they will make that permanent as well. And I'll just mention, since it's coming up to enrollment season for a lot of college students, if you are a student at University of Auckland, and you'd like to use your IRA agents to work through those always pesky <laughs> registration flows on yeah. the college website. Please do so. This is totally the time for that. <clears throat> and um, one last option that is specific right now for Australia, but we hope to see this grow and expand into some of IRA's other countries that we serve as well is NDIS. So. Uh, Many of our explorers, which Graham will talk about here in a moment, have found success in covering their IRA cost on a monthly basis using their NDIS funds. So, Graham, if I wanted to get NDIS to cover my IRA, what kinds of steps would I need to go through to make that happen? So, uh, I have the standard plan. So, I have 120 minutes uh, a month. So, I think you said that's $140 in Australia. And uh, so, when I applied for my most recent um, NDIS plan for those of us who are on the National Disability Insurance Scheme, and most people who are blind uh, uh, are in that uh, category, unless you're over the age of 65 when the scheme started, uh, then I um, spoke to my planner about including IRA um, on my plan, because it's clearly um, uh, part of the ways that you can um, achieve the goals that you set in your IRA plan. Uh, it can help with um, orientation and mobility. It can help with um, accessing the web, uh, with reading materials, with uh, a whole range of things, all the stuff we've talked about, all of which can be part of your goals on your NDIS plan. And now there are many explorers in Australia who have IRA on their NDIS plan. Uh, initially, there was some hesitation about it, but the National Disability Insurance Agency has now agreed that IRA is uh, allowable uh, to purchase on the plan, and uh, and so that's that's how I went about getting mine. Great, thanks. That's super helpful. And so, what we do want to do now is actually open the floor for any questions that 
the, that any of you may have. Um, and also, we'd love to hear some suggestions from you about what it is that you would like to hear us cover in these monthly calls going forward. So this first one we really saw as an introductory call. That way you can meet us and hopefully we can meet you as well. Uh, cover a little bit about who we are, what we do, and then also how you can get access to IRA. But start thinking up any questions you may have. Jade popped one here in the chat, so I'll answer that in a moment. But I'm sure one of the questions you will have is actually, when are you going to do this again next time? So just I'll address that right here up front, and then we'll open the floor. So the next call is Monday, December 14th again at 7 p.m. Sydney time. Then we're going to be taking a break for the Christmas holidays and we will return again in February. So today, about a month from now, so December 14 at 7 p.m. and then again starting in February. So Jade asks, is there a way that we can actually see all of the access offers or locations within Australia and New Zealand? Jade, it's a great question. The best way to do it is to go into your IRA app Click on the button that says apply a free offer and then tap in to the locations section of that page. From there, what you'll be able to do is type in um, either the zip code that you're interested in or it will actually sort the locations based upon what is closest to you. So that really is the best way to look at any of our access offers that are location-based. Some of the others that are perhaps available online or are specific to a product, that you'll find in the other two sections of that page. So one says products and one says promotions. And for that, we don't have it separated by country today, though in the future, we totally will. Um, so in that case, you'll just simply have to kind of read through some of the fine print and see what applies and what isn't something that you would find useful. So thanks for asking. I also see that Griff raised their hand. So Griff, go ahead and come off mute. I'm going to press the button here that says Griff can talk. And feel free to ask your question. Um, so, hang on. Things going a bit nuts here. So um, the... Um, in what situations for, um, would you not be able to, would the representative not be able to support you? Like, um, I'll give a bit of context. I know, for example, that they can't support you on a road, but let's say, and I know a lot of people here are going to be like, oh, why, why do you need this? Which is exactly why I'm bringing it up because I'm advocating for it. But. <laughs> I'm about to oh, – sorry, it just, it just keeps talking to me. It's, this phone is just um, – so next year I'm an Aero Club member of Canberra's Aero Club, which, meet, which includes airside access, um, meaning mm -hmm. if I do the papers, I actually can legally at any time go airside. Um, that is out on the tarmac. So let's say I was out there and I wanted to go sit in a plane that I was allowed to sit in, like mm -hmm. let's say a Cessna 172 that I could describe to you guys, but I didn't know where it was and I called in. And if it was out in a place like that, would you guys like still be able to guide me there and stuff? Absolutely. So Griff, I heard a couple of things that I'd like to address. So number one, you said that your IRA agents wouldn't be able to assist you on the road. <laughs> That actually is no longer true. 
So when Iris started, that was the case. But now over time, as our service has improved and gotten better, we are no longer constrained by that in particular. So your agents are able to. What they will do instead is you'll find that the agent won't chat with you while you're walking in a road. What we will do is say, okay, you are on an open stretch of road and I will be a little bit quieter so that you can listen better to your surroundings. And I'll only end up telling you specific information that you're going to need to know, whatever that might be in the particular situation, right? So I could tell you, okay, Griff, continue walking straight for three meters and then you'll reach the corner. And then I would probably be silent until you're at the corner. Then I would tell you the next bit versus in a more regular type of navigation scenario where I may tell you more information more often as you're walking. Now, to answer your original question, the only things that your IRA agents are unable to assist with are things that are illegal. So, for example, the question we yeah, so you can't take me inside. You can't let me drive a car. You can't let you drive a car. Um, so, but the question I get most often is actually around public restrooms, because obviously there are a number of use cases in a public restroom that would be very useful to take your IRA agent in, finding the paper towels, for example. Unfortunately, due to legal constraints, we are unable to assist in that space. So that is one type of scenario where your agent would say, either please engage uh, privacy mode, or I'm going to end the call, and then you can just call back in when you're finished. So that is one, but pretty much the main... Because that's so you can obviously... Questions. Yeah, so, you, you know, you can't ask somebody to, to do something like that would be silly anyway for me to drive a car with an agent. I do drive a car sometimes, but... Yeah, well, actually, I get that question somebody's a lot. So. I got my hands... But Griff, you could... Yeah. You, you could um, definitely get the IRA agent to go with you out to a plane. If you're, if you're allowed to go to yeah. that aeroplane, which you say well, you are, a, um, you could definitely get the agent yeah. to work with in you. In Australia, doing there's two types of airports. There's controlled and uncontrolled. And controlled is anything with RPT, or yeah. regular public transport. With that, you need something called an ASIC. Yeah. Um, if you have one of them, you're legally sure. allowed there. An uncontrolled airport like Tumut, Caboolture, et cetera, I'm not sure where you're based, is... Literally, it's on whatever the airport owner says. So if they say open to the yeah. public, like Redcliffe or Tumut, anyone can go there. Like babies in prams can go there. But it doesn't bo- matter. But bottom line, bottom yeah, line. if you can go there legally. Line, you could use your IRA in that scenario. As long as you can get there legally. Yep. Yep. And obviously, exactly right. you're, yep. Yep. you're talking about transport. So that would be good if Canberra transport could ever be included. Um, that would be very nice. Well... We, we've we've got to lobby them. So I think what we do is get the first domino. Uh, we get Sydney Transport, and Locked then when in. we've got them on board, uh, we start lobbying. But you know, um, uh, Emily and I can't can't do it. Uh, we need the support of explorers to uh, yeah uh, to contact uh, the minister and and uh, encourage them to do it. So um, that would be really great if people were able to do. That. Yes, agreed. So Griff, thank you so much for your question. I will add. Um, the other constraints about what your agents can and cannot assist with are listed in IRA's Terms of Service. So I would recommend reviewing that. You can find yeah. it online, yeah. ira.io slash TOS. 
we'll get you there. And the main section of the terms of service that talk about what you can and can't use your IRA agents for is called general prohibitions. So recommend checking that. You can read it and um, let me know if you have any other questions, but I am going to go ahead and mute you and move on to Cam who also had their hand up as well. So thank you so much, Greg. So Cam, come in your way, click in that button now, and you should be able to unmute at this time. Oh, yeah. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, I just wanted to ask if, um, and hopefully the answer is yes, but is there any plans to um, bring Ira to some of Australia's large shopping malls? I'm thinking of a a shopping centre called Westfield, which... um, is very common across Australia. I was really thrilled to see the Sydney Transport um, <clears throat> success get up. But as someone who doesn't live in Sydney, mm-hmm. um, I guess one of my hopes was that there might be some sort of arrangement struck with a body that operates nationally so that people right across the country could use it. And um, I would think something like a Westfield or even if it was something like Coles and Woolworths or Aldi, um, particularly Aldi, which is a supermarket which doesn't do any online delivery, mm-hmm. um, that would be a really fantastic um, option for explorers. Yeah, so the short answer is that we'd love to. <laughs> yeah. Our goal in the end <clears throat> of IRA Access as a whole is to get it everywhere so that no matter mm-hmm. what you are doing or where you are going, you are able to access your IRA agents for free and in a timely and efficient manner so that you are not slowed in whatever it is that you're trying to do by having to wait for somebody else to catch up to speed with you. Now, getting there, that's the harder part, right? That's really where Graham and I are talking about. You have to, like it it matters so much more to that third party if it is one of their customers who comes to them and says, hey, have you heard about this IRA thing? Because otherwise I'm just a salesperson. Right. If I just call that, I'm like, hey, one of our customers says that they go to your store and they want you to be IRA access. They're like, cool, great, thanks. Versus if it's you, then they're a lot more interested. So where I'm going with this is just know IRA is all in on access. We want it to be everywhere for everyone all the time. And in order to do that, we got to all kind of work together and get the word out about who we are and why it matters. And that's and Emily, can I just add... Uh, oh, sorry, Cam. Oh, you're right, Graham. Uh, I was just going to say, firstly, hello, good to talk to you. Um, but okay. um, uh, can I just add that um, Westfield were actually nominated um, in the competition at the same time as Sydney Transport. And <clears throat> that argument was put, and it's a persuasive argument, um, but the um, uh, we were able to uh, get more votes for uh, Sydney Transport at the time. Um, but the aim with Sydney Transport, as I said, was, of course, to get get them on board and then the next domino and the next domino. Uh, but that mm. doesn't mean that we can't also campaign for Westfield or Aldi or or whatever. Um, but um, it really does, yeah, come down to, to people um, raising it with their local manager and getting local managers talking about it. And I listen to the US IRA calls and the um, UK IRA calls and you just hear explorer after explorer say that, you know, six months ago, they went and talked to the manager of this particular store and, and now that store is coming online. So it does actually work. It's fascinating. And yeah, it's, it's just, free um, to you. It's difficult so, to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. I will say um, one thing that we have tried to add into the app is an offer that will let you demonstrate the IRA service for free 
Uh, And that can be used anytime that you are trying to rack up those referral points for yourself, but also are wanting to demonstrate the service and how it's helpful for you to a store manager or to another company or to an employer. If you're talking to your employer about getting IRA as a reasonable accommodation, same story repeated for education as well. So that is there and available for you. What it's not there and available for is... um, People using it when they don't want to use their personal minutes, your agents will say, "Mm, no, I'm sorry, you can't use this right now. But if you are demonstrating the service to somebody else, then we can go ahead and approve that right away. I guess it's just a little bit tricky to to demonstrate it because sometimes, and you know, maybe I've just got to try this and see how it works, but often the local store manager is a long way down the the decision-making sort of hierarchy. And um, I guess, you know, often they'll say, well, what's the cost? And And you know, you just don't know the answer to those things and you don't know who to connect them up with at IRA as well to sort of say, this is the person you'd need to speak with. Yeah, that's a great question. So we're actually working on putting some more information together so that you have a couple more of those answers. But I would say that you can always give them the phone number for our customer care team. And they're equipped with a lot more of those answers. And so the customer care team will be able to get that person connected if they truly are interested and want to learn more, maybe talk about pricing, talk about like what the various options for Iris service in their space is. We can absolutely do that. A little bit of background for you is that the the end cost usually comes down to the third-party company as what the expected usage would be. So if it is a smaller store, maybe a local something, maybe it's uh, your employer who has only one blind employee, whatever that might be, that would be a smaller cost than say, for example, a grocery store or a mall that we would assume that there'd be many blind people using those services. And so in that case, the cost would be higher. So hope that helps, but I really appreciate you asking. I am going to go ahead and mute you at this time and move on to Jade, who also had a question. But thank you, Cam. Really appreciate that one. I know it's sometimes a little bit of a tricky question. Thank you. So Jade, come in your way. You go ahead and hit that unmute button. There we go. Um, So I actually had two questions. I hope that's okay. Um, Of course. But I'm hoping that my questions will kind of answer any unknown questions other people have. Um, Is there, I guess, like a suggested template um, for, I guess, like if a store manager says, hey, I'm really swamped at the moment. I've got like six people behind you to serve. Can you email me something? Is there a template or like an info pack that we can actually send to the stores to actually say, you know, this is what Ira does, what Ira is, if we are told to email because everything's a paper trail, even though we're paperless. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so true. Um, Great question. I don't have that today. I do want that in the future. So that is also on my list of things (laughs) that we're working on. Yes. Wonderful. And the second thing was, um, is there any, you guys cut the horizon glasses and the, the glasses packages, is there anything in the pipeline for actually making Ira hands-free again? I had to downgrade my phone just because of hand cramps. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, 
we don't have a viable option at this time, but we are always looking. So I know that that is a hands-free option is something that the community wants very much because it is so convenient. There just isn't a good option on the market right now. So our money's in the same basket as yours, which is as soon as there is a good viable option kind of on the consumer market, that that is something we're going to be investigating. Um, and just to determine if it will be a good fit for our service. There's, a, of course, a lot of uh, requirements that so, it would need so to So are there any recommended chest mounts or anything that you guys recommend um, for people kind of using Ira? I know the yeah, lanyard works for some people, but when you're a woman and you've got other body parts that stick out, a lanyard doesn't always work. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know that I can't think of the names of any right now off the top of my head. I can tell you that this conversation comes up pretty often in our email listserv. And so okay. if you're on the listserv, I'd recommend searching for the words chest mount and it should pop okay. up right away because people talk about it all the time. Fantastic. Fantastic. Great. Um, the other thing, Jade, is that, uh, uh, and I'm sorry I called you Jamie before, I saw That's your okay. Kelly and <laughs> made an assumption. Um, the other thing, Jade, is that um, uh, if you go onto Amazon and look for phone chest mounts or camera chest yes. mounts, they're, yep. they're quite common because um, a lot of people use them when they're um, doing stuff where they need their hands free, like um, skateboarding or skiing or, yeah. or, or yeah. whatever. And no, they, I just they wondered if there was anyone, any particular ones that people were using that were recommended. Yeah, um, look, I think there is. And um, David... Um, David Woodbridge uh, has talked about them on um, on uh, Talking Tech before, uh, so okay. it might be worth reaching out to him at Vision Australia as well. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you for that. <clears throat> Great. Thanks, Jade. I'm going to go ahead and mute you at this time. We've got one more question that has popped up. So, Froggy, come in your way. And, Froggy, you should have received a prompt to unmute on your end. Hmm, it's not going through. Let me see if I can push it through one more time. Oh, the audio now oh success. Okay, great. Hi, Froggy. Okay, I was pressing the old thing. Um, I've got a few questions and um, and, and a few. Like, first up, apparently Ira wants – we pay top dollars for Ira, but Ira wants the clients to go and do all the work to get out of a company – other company to do um, get free um, minutes in, in their in their shops or wherever. You know, like we had glasses. You took the glasses away from us, but the prices didn't drop. Like we paid for the glasses, and we, and we're paying top dollars. And now, now you're saying, well, you know, we're worse off. You go in front of them. Shouldn't that be up to Business Australia or BCA or for use or um, you know? disability models it shouldn't be up to the, the clients to chase up support when they're paying big dollars we're the customer we're not we're not the sales people oh, froggy thanks for asking i'm sorry if it sounded like that um know that we do have a sales team who is actively working on finding new opportunities for ira access in all of the different locations and countries where ira is currently available and our partners like vision australia and bca like you mentioned as well do that too so please don't feel obligated or 
um, requested even to do that, particularly if it makes you feel uncomfortable. But if you're already having those conversations in your neighborhood, just know that they are super helpful for us um, and that we really appreciate you doing so. So that's it. I'm sorry if it sounded a little bit pushy. I really, that's, truly didn't mean it to. Well, that's, that's, one, that's one point I've just heard tonight. Like, I thought we were, we were having, um, you know, like we've got one access. I've been in Ira for a before we even got, had an access. We've got one access in all of Australia now. We've got um, Sydney in, in one little area. Um, uh, we can't even get on, on to the, the Australian rep. We should have an Australian rep to talk to. And you know I've had issues and I couldn't talk to anyone from Ira. And I guarantee 99% of these people in this room today cannot talk to an Australian rep to get their problems sorted or the phone calls don't get returned or the emails don't get returned. And I've been trying for three months to get one answer on about my account. No big issue. And I, I brung up. No, oh, yeah, I'll get the account bloke to ring you back. No thing. I've sent emails to, to, the, to the person. No reply. We need, and this is in New Zealand, we need Australian rep. We need someone to be able to talk to personally. Okay. Well, I really appreciate that suggestion, Froggy, and I'm happy to continue looking into that for you um, and see if there's any more updated information I can find. Well, I said, well, we had we had one right at the, right at the beginning. Jonathan Mosey, but he was here for ten minutes and left, you know. But but we had a, but after that, we've had no one. We, we've got absolutely no one to contact, you know, yeah. at all. And and you say before um, as well. Your rules and regulations. Whose rules and regulations are, are they? Americans or Australians or New Zealand? We have we live in a different worlds, and some words or mean differently here to over in America. Um, you know what's offensive in America is not offensive here in Australia or not offensive in New Zealand. Um, you know what rules and regulations and what right? What right has an IRA user got? I know IRA's got all the rights in the world, but what right has an IRA user got? Froggy, it is sounding to me like perhaps this is a conversation that you and I should have more privately. So I'm happy to give you a call later on this week, and we can continue to talk a little bit more. Well, it's, it's up to you. But I said, but I said, but it's a, it's a you know, I, know, I know I haven't brought it up the, the main issue, but you know, I, so I don't want to cause drivers, But the same, but everyone would would expect an ORA user has got rights. Like said, you can't even answer that. You want to bring it up in private. I think everyone would like to know what rights have a, a, a customer or an ORA user have. Well, Froggy, oh. those are specifically outlined in our terms of service. So thanks for asking. Oh, we've actually got one more question, and then we're going to need to wrap up for the evening. So I'm going to go ahead and put you on mute right now. And then, Cam, the... Mike is coming back to you, so sending that your way right now. Oh, thanks so much, Emily. Um, <clears throat> just um, before I ask my question, um, I'm sorry, but I just feel a little bit compelled to respond to the last um, speaker slightly. Um, I think I've I've never had a problem with our customer service. I found them terrific. Um, I don't think we need Australian agents or Australian service people to service us um there's a whole bunch of very valid commercial reasons why ira might continue to engage people from america and um and uh, i've never ever had an issue with um customer service or people getting back so i'd just like to to balance it out by complimenting you on it and as you said ira user rights are contained in the service in the terms of service and in the end if 
if somebody doesn't like the service, it's a bit like Bunnings or a bit like uh, any other store or service. If they don't like it, no one's compelling them to pay for it. So in the end, the choice is to some extent that if someone doesn't think the service is okay, then they don't have to keep paying the subscription. But for me, I find it invaluable and I wouldn't be without it. It's it's an absolutely incredible service that does an amazing, amazing job and, and gives me so much independence and I advocate it to everybody um, that I meet. So, yeah, I just wanted to put that, that counter view. And I also just wanted to suggest to you, would there be an option, for example, for agents to, um, I'm thinking of major sporting codes and things like that, where IRA would be absolutely brilliant. You said that it helps them if they hear from their um, their own customers that, you know, the sporting code X or shop Y um, has people who would like to use IRA. Um, would an email from one of us to say one of you saying, look, this is what we'd really like to do. We'd love IRA to be available, say at the cricket or the football or whatever, would that be a sufficient customer interaction for you then to go to the cricket and say, or the football or the rugby or whatever, and say, you've got patrons. Here's an example of patrons that are writing to us requesting the service. We'll now take it up with the football, cricket, et cetera. Do you get what I mean? Absolutely. And you know what? I think it's worth a shot. So if there's something okay. like that that you'd like to see, then yeah. please feel free to email our customer care team and we can get that sent up to our sales team. Would, would you mind just giving out the email for customer, t- customer care? Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yes, I'd be happy to. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> would make sense now that it totally slipped my mind there for a moment. Um, you can okay. access our customer care team by emailing support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, at ira, A-I-R-A, dot I-O. Dot I-O? Yeah, great. Excellent. Super easy. Um, they are... Happy to respond by email. If you prefer more of a phone call interaction, then our customer care team is open Pacific time hours between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. So mm, shoot for like the middle of the day, generally there in Australia to get yeah. connected with them. Brilliant. And is there an but Australian they, 1-800 number as well that, that people can ring? There is, yes. And that uh, is... And would, should have had it up right here, but I did not. I'm, I'm trying to find it, Emily. Yeah. But it's in Sorry the app. ask you the tricky um, questions, Emily. Okay, no, no, so the one in the app actually works in Australia. Uh, yes, I believe the app, I think I'm right in saying this, Cam, that the app um, knows where you are and it offers you the number that um, is relevant for the country that you're in. But I'm not 100%, but I, I'm reasonably confident that's the case because I, I think I have used that number before. You know, and without making it doesn't, then I've call. got the numbers right here. So for Australia, mm-hmm. it is one eight hundred seven six five zero nine six. Yeah, and then in New Zealand, it is plus sixty four eight hundred four two five four five one. So you're welcome to contact contact us at those numbers as well. Thank you, Emily. And, Emily. and just what an amazing service IRA is. It's absolutely brilliant. And I'm sure lots of people on the call would, would agree with that. It's, it's an incredible service that um, is probably one of the biggest advances that I've certainly seen as a blind person. Um, and I absolutely love it. Thanks, Cam. We appreciate that. Um, yeah. And can, can I just say thanks, Cam and Froggy, for, for your comments. It's important to get feedback. And positive and negative feedback is 
um, always valuable. And one of the reasons that we're doing this call now is because we would like Ira to have more of an Australian presence. And uh, and so, um, you know, uh, that's why Emily and I are, are here tonight to try and uh, make that happen. Um, but, but it is, um, in my experience, uh, you know, you do get um, quick responses from that uh, support at ira.io. I've emailed it a few times and uh, and had quick turnarounds. And I agree with you, Cam. It's a fantastic service. I can't think of another service that um, uh, that has you know made my life easier um, in the last twenty or thirty years that that compares with um, with Ira. So conceptually, um, it's it's great and it's it's well implemented. And that's why I'm I'm volunteering for this for this call. Good on you, Graham, and I, I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. Great. Well, thanks everyone so much for joining us, us this evening. Kim, I'm going to go ahead and mute you again at this time. And just wanted to say thank you so much. I am personally thrilled to have an opportunity to chat with all of you. As Graham mentioned, um, feedback is important, and we are really looking forward to growing more in Australia, both in our specific individuals who are explorers participating in use of the service and also in more opportunities for you to access IRA for free. So again, we will be right here one more time, December 14th at 7 p.m. And we expect to be about a full hour next month as well. So if you're making plans, just know that right off the top. But from me, that's all I had tonight. Graham, was there anything else that you'd like to add? Just to ask Emily, um, will the link be the same as, as it was for for this call or will it be a separate link? And where would be the best place for people to find it? I will certainly circulate it on the VIPL uh, vision impaired persons list again and I'll ask um, our colleagues in New Zealand to do the same thing. Um, but is there a, uh, if people want to tell their friends, is there, a, is there an easy way to, um, to find the link, uh, Emily? Yes, great question. So this link will be consistent. You're welcome to use it a second time. And also, we will be continuing to blast out the information in all of our social friends. So if you are not yet connected to us on either email or Facebook or Twitter or WhatsApp, we have a whole bunch of different ways that you can get connected. And um, if you forget all of the above, then feel free to contact our customer care team or our agent team who should be able to find you the link as well. Yeah, great. Well, thanks, Emily. It's been a lot of fun and I've enjoyed doing it with you. Thank you, Graham. Looking forward to 